Today is the day of salvation. This is what you've been waiting for. Get ready for a night of Holy Ghost power. September 22nd, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. Register now at FiredUpConference.com. calcified. I went to see my chiropractor last week and he was surprised. He said you were this close to having a frozen shoulder and he said there's nothing there. Hallelujah. What a wonderful testimony. Chiropractor reported you were this close to having a frozen shoulder. Nothing left. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for testifying. From top to bottom. And I I was trying to get ready to come here, and it was so heavy. But I said, I've got to come here to receive the glory of God and Amen. have the healing. And when I walked through here and I sat through this beautiful explosion of the Holy Spirit, I don't feel any pain at all. Hallelujah. Testimony of the Lord. Hallelujah. When she walked through these doors, all the pain left. My ankle, and I was never able to run more than two miles on my ankle on a treadmill before it would swell up. Um, the following day, I, I, I hiked six miles, and then the following day after that, I've been running three miles a day on the treadmill. Praise the Lord! Absolutely no pain. For Since she was 17 years old. Wow, glory to God, totally, completely healed. Hallelujah. Wow. Father, we praise you for that. We praise you. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. We never lose hope. We never give up. We continue just to press in. Look at what God is doing. Look at what God, Carmen's been coming for a long time as well. Look at what God is doing. He's faithful. Lest you think it's just for the people that are new, that walk in for the first time and then they leave and they receive their healing. It is also for you, for those that come. They come weekly, they come faithfully, they come with an expectation and God moves. Wow. And we give him all the, all the glory. We give him all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. In a moment, we're going to do a few declarations. We're going to get right into this word. I am a worshiping warrior. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Because I love Jesus, I am victorious at every turn. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more and death has no dominion over him. Say, death has no dominion over him. Death has no dominion over me those who rise up against me will be subdued under my feet those who rise up against you they're going to be subdued for you've been armed with strength for the battle church you have been armed with strength for the battle the enemy is under your feet you are victorious you are strong in the lord and in the power of his might decree that over yourselves i am strong in the lord and in the power of his might Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm an ambassador of Christ. 
You are an ambassador of Christ. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that pours out on the house of glory. You named this church, Lord. And how fitting, how perfectly named it is. House of glory. Where you continue, just pour, you, you continually pour your glory. And we're in awe. Amen. So the title of my message today is, Are You Protected? How to Live in God's Protection in the Last Days. It's a very simple thing that I'm going to tell you. But then again, the gospel is simple. And people try to complicate it. It doesn't need to be complicated. You just need to do the basics. Stay in the basics. Get back to the basics if you need to. But earthquakes, famine, pestilence, catastrophes. I mean, these all will increase. We know that. But Psalm 91, 1 and 2. I've been meditating a lot on Psalm 91. Memorizing it. And Psalm 91, in verse 1 and 2, says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who dwells. There's a promise to do when you dwell. To dwell is to literally dwell in unbroken communion. Now, I've been meditating, literally marinating on that one word about dwelling in unbroken communication. That's hard to do. That's not easy to do. But we don't hit it perfectly every time, but it's something that we should endeavor. We should set our sight, right? We should set our heart and, Lord, teach me how to live in unbroken communication with you. Dwell, to dwell. I want to dwell with you consistently. So he who dwells in the secret place of the most high, the most high, that's Elion, the name of God, the most high, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And I couldn't get that phrase, under the shadow of the almighty, out of my head. Couldn't get that phrase out of my head. Just kept coming and coming and coming. You know, I fell asleep. Praying in tongues, just praying in tongues, fell asleep, woke up, realized that I fell asleep praying in tongues, started praying again. What am I thinking about? This very thing I'm talking about right here, under the shadow of the Almighty, right? So I knew that the Lord was speaking to me, and I knew that he was speaking to me to also speak to you all. Because I do believe that what God, he's always pouring out his fresh manna, and he's moving us along together, right? So, so I started really praying into that. I kept reading and rereading this verse, 1 and 2, Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress. In him I will trust. And you know me, I love to look up words and I love to get to the etymology of the words, get to the root of the word. I love, you know, it gives us insight. It helps us to understand, right, better? So refuge, it's shelter from danger. And fortress is a military stronghold like a castle, right? So we know it's strong, right? You're not going to be able to push that down. But this is what God does to us when we literally do well in unbroken fellowship with him. He says, my God, I will trust in him. So how do you protect yourself in sudden calamities? We live under his shadow. Amen. We abide in the shadow of the Almighty. But in order to understand living in in the shadow of the Almighty, we first need to understand light in context of Scripture. So first we know that God is light. First John 1 5. This is the message we have, which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. We know that. We know that we are to shine forth God's light. 
let his light shine forth through us. Matthew 15, or Matthew 5, 16, Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Second, we understand that there is a false light. That false light masquerades as truth. Amen. Satan is the angel of light. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, it says, For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. He has to transform himself in order to be that because that's not who he is all the time. In his natural form is horrific, but he transforms himself in order to deceive others. We understand that light is uncomfortable to those who are accustomed to darkness. Now, if you know anybody that's not saved and they come around you, you know this point to be very true. Amen. They're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable around you because you carry the light, right? Those who live in darkness, they literally avoid light. Darkness can be that they're just not saved or darkness can mean that they are saved, but in some area in their lives, it's not fully given over to the Lord. Amen. And in that area in their lives, they don't want to be around you, especially when you're talking about Jesus, especially when you're shining your light because it exposes the darkness that is within them, uh -huh. right? John 3.20, let me give you some scripture. John 3.20 says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light. If they're practicing evil, they hate the light and it and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. They don't want to be exposed. John 3.19 says men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So we are to shine God's light everywhere, right? So the word says shine God's light and there is no darkness in him. I'm sorry, since, there's, since God is light and there is no darkness in him at all, Right? All darkness literally hates when we speak that name. When we enter the room even without speaking a word. Without speaking a word, you are already offending the darkness. Without speaking the word. So we have to get used to the fact that we carry literally the light of Christ. right? And, and it's going to offend you're going to feel the resistance but remember Hallelujah. evil deeds done in darkness don't want to be around the light they don't want to be exposed so it's not so don't put it on yourself it's their stuff that's why i said that it's christ in you that they hate because they hated him you are a representation here on earth therefore you do feel the hatred but it's christ in you when someone attempts to find truth void of the word of God, now you have this happening all the time. Someone is attempting to find truth, but it's void of the word of God. Darkness is sure to be found. And you've got so many people that try to find truth. They try to find truth. They're, they're seeking truth. They're seeking every avenue you can think of, but it's not, it's void of the word. It's void of the word of God. That's dangerous. That's dangerous territory. Because you can get yourself into so much trouble. You know, if they would just open up the word, read the word, which is alive. Here's what, what is truth? Your word is truth. What is truth? Your word is truth. 
but they're seeking truth outside of the word, darkness is sure to be found. Deception is sure to be found. And we know that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. And for those who, didn't med- who, who don't meditate on the word of God, they do end up deceived. They're seeking, they're seeking. Well, the enemy, Satan, who masquerades as an angel of light is going to be right there to help you walk into darkness, walk into a deception. Ask anyone walking in sin, how much do you read your Bible? And most of the times their response is little to none. And we have a generation that don't, they don't read their Bible too much. And we need to reverse that. We need to make sure we are in our word. I believe all of you are. If not, let's start. Start now. Being in your word on a daily basis, this is life to you. It is life. But if you, but there are many that they're, they're clueless and they're trying to find answers in everything else, but they don't open up their, their, their word. And they're raised in Christian homes too. They know the truth. They once served God. And they won't open the word because you know what? Conviction. The conviction of the Lord, they feel it. They try to stay far away from it. It's easier to stay in darkness because the light is going to expose the dark deeds, right? In Philippians 1, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm 119, 130, it says, Because God is light and the entrance of God's word brings light. So we already know God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. But the entrance of his word also brings light. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I love that scripture. It says, because God is light, the entrance of God's word brings light and brings understanding to the simple. So his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We know this. So we've looked at light in a biblical context, right? Now, we can look at what, we we can now look at what it means to live under the shadow because that was the whole point of this message is how to live under the shadow of the almighty. How do we live under the shadow? Well, number one, we know a shadow provides shade. It provides comfort. It provides protection. It provides defense, right? A shadow is formed when someone or something is blocking the light. We know that. But listen to this. When the angel of light, Satan that is, is blocked, so the one that masquerades around. When the angel of light, Satan, is blocked by God, who is light, right? The almighty God. The almighty who is light, a shadow is formed. And you live under the shelter of his wings. And I'm going to repeat this because this is exactly, because I was pressing into how do you live under the shadow of your wings? Like, I know that marks my life out because this is something God spoke to me years and years ago, showed me a vision. During the most difficult times, it's like, this is where you were. Showed me after, years later, where I was the whole time, literally under his wing. So I'm not unaccustomed to living under the shadow of his wing and under the shelter of his wing. But because, you know, it's like different season, right? And now God is highlighting this verse. So I'm like, Lord, like practically, how do we literally position ourselves to live under, under the shadow of your wing? Like, how do we do? Like that season, long time ago, when you showed me this is how you made it because you were literally under my wing and saw the vision, you know? But like practically, how do we position ourselves to be under that shadow, under your wing? And he showed me Satan, who is a false light, 
is literally blocked by God's great light when you position yourself in the word and then what he tries to mask around and bring a deception is literally blocked by the light of Christ and you stay under his wing and you're literally protected and covered. He cannot get to you. Does that make sense? Did you get it? The greater light, the true light is literally blocking his light and now we live under that shadow. We live under that shadow. And I thought, wow, Lord, that's beautiful. I love the word picture. I love the word picture that I can position myself in the word of God, which is the promises of God, which are yes and amen. amen. And as I position myself in the promises of God, which are yes and amen, literally I know that I am under his covering. Hallelujah. And the light that the enemy brings, it has no, no power. It has no power over me. It has no power over you. His shadow is your protective shade. He stretches that shadow over you as you dwell within him. It is achieved by absolute trust in God. Absolute. Yes, absolutely, absolute. Absolute trust in God, which can only be fully embraced by a relationship, not striving. He must be your constant companion always on your mind. Lord, that's what our prayer, our prayer is, that you would always be on our minds. Unbroken fellowship. When you live under the shadow of the Almighty, you live in the secret place, which is where his presence is, which is within us, but we are conscious of it. In the Holy of Holies, he is our refuge. Let me give you a few more scriptures. David prayed, Psalm 17, 8, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me under the, under the shadow of your wings, that's protection. That's favor. Psalm 57, 1 says, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. Now, it is important that we recognize and we understand that David penned these ver this verse and this psalm while he was running from Saul, who was after his life. So he didn't pen this when it was an easy time in his life. He penned this under one of the most difficult seasons when literally his life was being sought out after. He was literally being chased by this crazy man that had literally lost everything that he had. The anointing left, the spirit of God left Saul, and he literally became filled with demonic spirits. Now he's being chased by this man. And here he writes this. I'm going to reread what he wrote. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities pass me by. We know that the word says that in this life you will have tribulation, but we're going to be of good cheer because God has overcome the world. He's overcome. So there are many scriptures that speak of the shadow of God's wings for protection. Many. I just pointed a few. But what else is provided under the shadow? He teaches you to trust him. He teaches you to trust him under his shadow. And in Psalm 36, 7 says, how precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust, they put their trust under the shadow of, your, of his wings. We, we learn to trust God. We learn to trust he's been faithful to me before and he will always be faithful because he is not a man that he should lie. Amen. He doesn't change his mind. 
And he's faithful to his word. So we learn to trust him in the shadow. Now, Psalm 91.4, he covers you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge, and he shall be your shield and your buckler. There's also joy found in his shadow. Psalm 63.7 says, because you have been my help, therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Because I remember, because I remember you have been my help. I remember. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I'm going to rejoice. When you remember the faithfulness of God, you are filled with rejoicing at his faithfulness. There's healing found in the shadow. When we look at Peter in Acts 5, 15, he, the, lay, the sick were all laid out in the streets, right? They literally brought the sick out and Peter's shadow passing by them. He says that even his shadow might fall on some of them, right, and heal them. And the Bible says that they were all healed. It was, but if it was Peter's shadow, it was really the shadow of God. When we live under the shadow of God's, the Almighty, under his wings, the shelter of his wings, then it's his shadow. It's not literally you that's touching. It's the shadow of God. We can live under the shadow of God when you walk by because you're so filled with the anointing of God, people get healed because you're drenched in the Holy Ghost. It's God's shadow touching them. It's God's spirit touching them. Amen? So the shadow was the shadow of the Most High that enveloped Peter and brought this healing, many healings. So, but there's another type of a shadow that is mentioned in the Bible, and that shadow is the shadow of the valley of death. I love Psalm 91, but I also love Psalm 23. And Psalm 23, verse 4, says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice this is only a shadow of death. It is not death. When things look threatening, you must remember it is a shadow of death. We all have times of walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But it is a shadow Okay, it's not the real thing. So just from a quick study of abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, we see that to dwell in, in his shadow is to live under the promises of God, which are yes and amen. And even for the seasons that are harder, and you say, well, this is like the valley of the shadow of death. Even in those seasons, God does not move his light, he is the almighty God. There is no darkness in him, and he will carry you through. Carry you through whatever you need to go through. He'll be with you. He is with us. So protection, favor, joy, healing, these are just a few of the benefits that we get to receive when we dwell in the secret place of the most high God. When we dwell with him, literally live life under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I challenge all of you to go in your secret place and ask the Lord. Lord, reveal to me, how do I live under the shadow even more? Show me what needs to change in my life because I want to live under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to live in unbroken fellowship. 
I want to live in that constant communion. I want to be enveloped. Peter was literally enveloped by the shadow of, of God. He walked by and people got healed. Literally the sick were being brought out into the streets in their beds to walk by and then people get touched. Yes. How much of the Lord do you want? Like how much of his power, how much of his presence, how much of the anointing do you want? Because whatever you crave, that's what becomes satisfied, right? Because whatever we crave, we tend to satisfy the craving. You start craving chocolate, guess what most people do? They eat chocolate, right? You, you, crave, you crave pasta or bread, whatever, you usually just go ahead and take care of that and satisfy that craving, right? But how about the craving of the Lord? How about saying, Lord, I want to crave you more than life itself. Like I want, and so Lord, would you saturate my life, saturate my heart, that my cravings now have turned to you even more. Because I know that as that's my prayer, you will answer that prayer. And you will satisfy me. You will cause me to walk in unbroken fellowship with you. I want to live under your shadow. I want people to see that fire that I was speaking about on on his head when I saw the fire I want people to see the anointing that you're dripping with the anointing of the Lord there's a fragrance that emanates now remember some won't like it but that just exposes there's darkness in their life it's okay when you're rejected because of walking in Christ it exposes the darkness in there it just shows you that you're making them uncomfortable it's Christ in you that's making them uncomfortable. It's all it is. You keep walking. You keep being filled. You keep God at the very forefronts of your mind and continue to ask him, Lord, I want you to be my ultimate, complete desire that you would fill this vessel. And that's what is required. It is not just a simple prayer. Lord, I commit my life into your hands. It is, oh God, fill this vessel. Let everything of me be removed, be literally purged out. Lord, only what gives you glory will remain. Father, fill this vessel. And if you can do anything in my life, Lord, if you can make anything beautiful out of this mess, use this vessel. Let me be a vessel for your glory. Let us be vessels for your glory, God. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. And we live under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord God. We will position ourselves to live under that day and night and night and day that we will fall asleep with you. And the last thing that you are on our mind is that Jesus is good. We'll fall asleep to that. We'll fall asleep praying in, in our heavenly language. We'll wake up remembering, ah, where we left off at night. We thank you, Lord God, for that intimacy in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's children said amen. amen glory to God give God the glory thank you Jesus there is no need that God has not already taken care of you're gonna live on fire you're gonna declare the name of Jesus over your circumstances you're not gonna walk in fear you're gonna walk in faith it's gonna light a holy fire on the inside of you and then you're gonna burn from that place are you ready to say no to every assignment that's come against you you may feel like you're going through too much you may feel like I can't take another day you may feel like this is gonna destroy me you may feel like my heart is gonna break but you will not be consumed thank God we
we serve a God that says, there are chances after chances after chances rise up again. When the peace of God starts to transcend your mind, your understanding, now although the situation didn't change, even though all that still looks fearful and scary, you don't see it with those eyes anymore. Now you see it with the eyes of God. Now you see it with the eyes of victory. Now you know that it doesn't matter no matter what because you've prayed it through.